Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm shopkeeper Dan and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. Hi, Kyle. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me how I was doing. Or did we move past that after I told you I didn't know how to answer? <laughs> I actually had an answer. I was going to tell you everything is shit and I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, uh, hey, how are you doing, Kyle? Uh, everything is shit. <laughs> God damn it. Everything went down. Ooh. Not everything. I can't say that, but... All right, folks, come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, and rage against the machine, the stock market machine. Uh, we want to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're, we're here to smash our way into a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize those gains and cut those losses. That don't work. <laughs> right uh it's it's been a fun week to say the least Just a lot of a lot of movement up and down and sideways crazy crazy week we've got a maddening tingling rousing show for you today but first two bulls in a china shop would like to take a moment and tell you a little bit about our sponsor sue pullen at fairway independent mortgage and equal housing lender Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years experience and has helped thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, uh, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue can help. She's licensed in 25 states and growing, so reach out, see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is to just uh, shoot her an email at spullen.com. At fairwaymc.com. That's S P U L L E N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage, MLS 2289, Sue Pullen, MLS 206048. And that email address again is S Pullen at fairwaymc.com. That's S P U L L E N at fairwaymc.com. We're so excited to have Sue Pullen in our corner. Uh, working with us. Yes, we're really excited to have her uh, her invest in money for uh, helping grow <laughs> the, this show. The, the sponsorship <laughs> money, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, yes, that's, yes. that's 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 exciting for us personally, but exciting for everybody in the China shop is the fact that that once you have made enough gains that you want to stash some of it away in real estate, we've got the connection. Yes, hopefully the checks have cleared uh, for. For that sponsorship money, uh, because she was taking my advice on uh, uh, Virgin Galactic. So, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we may have lost our sponsorship on that Virgin Galactic. Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we have lots of market moving news for you today. Plenty of stocks on the radar and more options than Beyonce at a karaoke bar. 
Boo. <laughs> More <laughs> options than a Nigerian prince who needs money. Uh, better. 5.8. All right, all right, all right. Maybe you like this one. More <laughs> options than a sailor in a brothel. Like it. <laughs> that speaks to me. And as always, folks, reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on the Facebook and the Twitters. If you're old school, you can send us an email, two bulls at com. Or if you're really old school, you can give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade. Maybe you want to tell us about a horrible trade like Virgin Galactic. It doesn't matter. We love you. We love it when you reach out to us. All right, Kyle, let's lead off this show talking about the results of our latest bet. Wait, I still won. <laughs> you, right? you, you won because I got knocked out first, but your, your knees are definitely on the canvas on this one. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Platinum Metals Group, my pick. It was a gamble. It was a bet. And it was terrible. Opened at 571. Saw a brief maybe two hours where I was grinning because it was pushing six. And then it just spiraled down the whole week. Ended at 499, just under five, which makes it a 12.5% loss. Moving my total from $364 down to $318. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's that's the way the cookie crumbles in December. Kyle, your pick was... I had FedEx, and uh, FedEx decided to really screw me by opening up really high. It opened up at like 296, and then yeah. just uh, went, went straight down from there. <laughs> yeah, they never really had any rally points, did they? They started to right before their earnings were released, right when the market closed. It looked like it was going to be good. Then they released some great earnings, and then uh, <laughs> apparently they weren't great enough. All right, it opened the week at 296, and then it closed the week at 275.57. God damn it. <laughs> For a 7% yeah. loss. Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse. But if you remember, I was a, I was torn between that one and Activision. And That's true. God damn it, if Activision wasn't, uh, you know, pushing new ties all week last week. <laughs> oh, better's remorse. So you've moved yeah. from $631 six cents down to five hundred eighty seven dollars forty five cents oh yeah it's painful stay tuned we'll end the show with uh with our new bet and hopefully next week at least one of us will have (laughs) will have picked something that moved up i'm feeling good about mine i still don't know what it is yet but i'm feeling good about whichever one it is (laughs) whichever you pick I'm down to two. I've got, I've, I've got, a, I got the rest of the show here to figure out which of the two it's going to be. All right. Well, I'm excited to find out. That uh, that sounds like a good point to move on to a little bit of news. Music. Yes, sir. Well, it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story, so my margin grows. I want you listen to all our news. You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. Yes, sir. All right. Leading off, as always, the biggest thing going. Stimulus. Still not passed. Still not done. Booted to next week. <laughs> um, what I was reading was that they're targeting Sunday to get the vote in. Uh, they at least avoided the government shutdown. But, but they, they passed two days 
of government funding. Yeah. yeah they avoided shutting yeah. the government down by two days. That, that, that could be a good sign, though. That could mean that they think that's all they need to get the, the broader package passed. Um, I guess uh, Sunday will be telling there. If they pass a spending bill without the stimulus, then ugh, that's not going to be a good open on the market no, Monday could- morning. So we saw a lot of uh, movement this week on positive stimulus uh, sentiment. I know I had my options money. I was eyeing it. Uh, the S&P had two really solid days uh, of upward movement. And then Friday, that lack of stimulus, because, because we kept hearing story after story that, oh, it's almost here, almost here, almost here. They yeah. took the two sticking points we were talking about last week. They said, all right, we'll just, t- we'll just cut both these out and, and we'll pass whatever we got left. And so everybody's like, yay, 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 market rally, market rally. But they never actually did it. So Friday, whoo, the S&P. Well, somebody came out and was like, we need more money to everybody else. And then kind of tanked everything. <laughs> yeah, it had a, it, 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 as if you were watching, you saw the, the, the S&P and the NASDAQ, the Dow. They were down pretty low. They were moving pretty lower on Friday, and then they, they spiked up towards the end, but still ended the day in the negative. Uh, yeah. if, if, if they pass this new bill without any stimulus in it that funds the government, just, yeah, the, this first half of next week's going to be painful. More pain on the horizon. As I said, like we've been saying, like, I, I really don't care if we do or we don't. I just want to know. I want to stop this yo-yo bullshit. Yes, yes. And the, all those sentiments that we were expressing were uh, echoed because we know he listens to this podcast. Warren Buffett himself came out and was pretty much saying the same things. Oh, really? Everybody's hurting. Just pass a stimulus. Just, just get something <laughs> done. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to share that news article uh, through Financial Ineptitude. I probably should have. Uh, but it made me feel good that... Uh, you know, we've got we got big investors listening to what we're saying. It couldn't be everybody's feeling the same pain. That couldn't possibly be it. People are probably more likely to listen to what Warren Buffett says than us too. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to be on his side. <laughs> right, right. Let's. Uh, what 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 do you got uh, for us in news, Kyle? Uh, I wanted to briefly touch on this uh, Tilray merger that I saw a couple days ago. It looks like this came out on the sixteenth. I know you're big into pot stocks oh yeah yes uh, and yes <laughs> so two of the the major uh, uh manufacturers in canada have decided to to merge together and what's interesting to me is that pot is an emerging sector right so mm-hmm. it seems like they've kind of like gotten to the point now where they're getting to that consolidation phase where all the smaller players are starting to, to uh you know pool their stuff together and then conglomerate into like you know the bigger ones that are going to run the, the whole yeah. thing if that makes sense at all no, it Keep makes it. perfect sense. <laughs> Otherwise, cut it. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, I saw this already with Cresco last year. Now we see Alfria Al- and Tilray. I'm, I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, and if you recall, we saw a whole lot of options alerts coming out on Tilray uh, last month. Uh, I wonder if people had an idea that something was going on there. Looks like both of the stocks actually went up. Uh, Tilray went up 30%. Uh, Alfria gained 5.5% or 5.1%. Yeah. That's not what we have been seeing. Uh, I guess it's not necessarily an acquisition. It's just two companies uh, merging, getting together and becoming one bigger company. A, f- a full merger, yeah. Yeah, which is why they, they're both going up. 
I, I think shares in either give you shares in the new company. Is that how that goes down? Uh, the, yeah, normally, like with Cresco Labs, when it merged with, um, oh man, I can't remember the name of the ticker. Uh, when it did its merger, you basically got a set number of shares for every share you had in the uh, either one of the other companies. I'm really excited about it because, you know, I play with those Potsock ETFs. And while I didn't have shares in Tilray or Afria, I definitely saw some positive movement on, on those amazing, amazing moves. It's good because it's just, I think, I think it's more that it's a sign that the sector itself is maturing and starting to become more, be taken more seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's only, it's only going up from here. It's only growing. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I don't see the pot train slowing down. I do not either, and I have a large stake in that, as I mentioned before. <laughs> um, I saw something else pop up, too. Uh, you trade on Robinhood, and I think we had discussed this at one point, but do you yes. want to uh, yes. touch on the, uh, the article that popped up about the SEC? Now, absolutely. So, it, listeners, you might remember here in the China shop, one of the last times we spoke about Robinhood, uh, we were talking about, Kyle and I were talking about how, in my experience, Robinhood has slower uh, price reactions. It, it, it's, it's not as quick as Ameritrade. And we were speculating as to, to what Robinhood is doing differently than, than a company like Ameritrade. Well, they were routing the orders and they were, they were routing it to higher priced uh, brokers in order to collect a bigger payment because they were obviously the pioneer of no commission, but they were making money somehow. Yes, yes. So when we last spoke about Robinhood, we were we were speculating uh, as they were looking to go uh, public, and the, and we had that one uh, officer step down, and we were speculating like what is happening in Robinhood where he was like, I don't. This is about to go public. I don't want my name on this. That's what it is. Uh, what we had originally speculated many many moons ago that like. They were routing orders funky. Kyle brought it up like they could be routing their orders funky. That's exactly what they're doing. They were getting payments from trading firms to route the orders through them and not through whatever firm was offering the best price at the time. So if you've been trading... Let's, uh, let, wait, wait, wait. Let's be clear on that. Uh, they, the agreement they made with the SEC was to not admit guilt, but to pay a fine. So $65 million dollar fine. And let me quote the I think SEC. You gotta be careful how you word that. Yeah, you can't say let, it's proven. Let me necessarily. No, let me. I will <laughs> quote the SEC. I'm quoting the Security okay, Exchange right. Commission here. Robinhood is guilty of quote receipt of payments from trading firms for routing customer orders to them, and with failing to satisfy satisfy its duty to seek the best reasonably available terms to execute customer orders. Please don't sue us. <laughs> That's the SEC. That's what they said. That's what yeah, they yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe in a court oh, of law, it's not proven, but in the court of the China shop, yeah, that's what Robin Hood was doing. And look, they give you zero commissions trading. It's it, there is a cost to that, and that cost was like like I I've spoken one of my favorite things about Robin Hood, and I'm still using them. Even if I know that that's, this is what they're doing, I'm still going to use them. When I do partial share orders, like if I want to, if I only have $100 and I want to put it in Tesla, I can buy $100 worth of a Tesla share through Robin Hood, right? They'll let me do that. I understand that 
$500 is being purchased at a market price because I can't put a limit on it. And I understand it's being routed through one of their partners and I might not get the best market price right now. But when I'm doing it for a long-term portfolio, I'm not as worried about the pennies that in that trade, especially if it's a partial share. Well, well the problem is, if you read uh, you know, more into that article, is that it was actually costing the, the traders more than if they were actually paying commissions. This is true. This is true. But the cost, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is for the retail investor who isn't investing a large chunk of money, it, mm-hmm. may, be, it may be a higher cost but it still allows them to make the move. It's better to have access to it than no access at all, is what you're saying. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I understand the, the, the technical term of commission is zero. There, there is a cost there, uh, and it is a higher percentage than if you were paying a commission. What else uh, we have on the plate for news, Kyle? Uh, I actually got two quick ones. Uh, one of them was with Bitcoin, uh, saying that they've now got... Uh, well, first of all, Webull recently added trading futures on uh, option contracts on Bitcoin. But now, apparently, there's a 100K strike price option available that you can trade. I haven't looked up the price on this thing, but goddamn. Bitcoin's trading at, what, 22000 right now? Yeah, wow, 100. Roughly, yeah. They just pushed new highs and five-time jump to bet on that. Ugh, oof. I don't know how confident i feel i'm making that bet i read that a lot of the movement uh the upward movement is because some institutions are starting to move into bitcoin but i can't imagine enough of them would move into where it would hit a hundred thousand dollars that fast i mean wow i'm maybe this is us being old-fashioned again but bitcoin i don't know i don't i hate the idea of having a currency or a digital wallet that's tied to my hard drive because i've seen hard drives fail yeah to be fair you know, I've probably lost more wallets than hard drives, so, you know, maybe it's something to it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I feel like my money in my bank account, like, like, I can't lose that based on, like, me getting drunk and spilling a beer on my computer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you can back it up. I'm not sure how that works either. Yeah, like I said, we're old. Uh, the last one that I wanted to mention was uh, BP, uh, British Petroleum. Uh, they had recently started talking about wanting to move into clean en- energy uh, uh, within the last, uh, I don't know, three or four months. Um, they just made the news for buying a stake in Finite Carbon. Uh, Finite Carbon is a company that pays landowners to not cut down trees, and then they sell carbon credits to other companies uh, based on the biomass of those trees that are on that land. Um, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm not sure how that works. Because in my mind, a tree has already stored carbon. So mm. it seems like if you want to counteract the carbon that you're producing, your carbon footprint, you should be planting new trees that are you know, pulling carbon out of the air. Not that I've already done that. Am I wrong there? Or is that, does that seem a little bit odd? It doesn't seem odd to me in that we have to start somewhere in terms of keeping track of carbon. And, and paying attention and trying to do things to offset carbon. Like, so just getting the system in place and operating to me is important. And, and I'm, I'm willing to, to start anywhere. But uh, uh, right. I, do, I will say that a tree does have a constant rate. Uh, uh, they, they have a constant rate of, of taking in carbon and putting out oxygen. So any tree mm-hmm. right, right now does have the amount it, it contributes. 
you are correct in that adding trees gives you that exponential growth. Uh, the, the reason why that kind of, uh, I wanted to bring that up on the show is that uh, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about ethical investing, and I was curious mm-hmm. what your take on that was. Uh, like, do you not invest in oil companies if you, you know, are believing that we need to shift towards clean energy, or will you not invest in gun stocks if you're, you know, if that's one of your beliefs? Like, do you draw the line, uh, or, or is the money more important to you? If a company is profitable, then I'm going to take advantage of it, and or is something off limits? Me, me personally? Yeah. I, I would say that uh, my personal feeling is, is I would never make a long-term investment in a, in a company I don't ethically agree with. Like, like, you know, my long-term positions that I use, like my savings account, are, are pretty much mm-hmm. you know, marijuana and like the NASDAQ. <laughs> you know, the, the, the market right. as, a, as an average. But if it comes to just search short-term trading, to me, that is playing the game. That is, I'm presented with these stocks and these situations and, and these attributes and movements. And honestly, the last thing I do is look, look up what the company actually does. I'll admit it. I know a lot of the times that both of us, like we don't even, someone asked me what a company does. I say they make money. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> made 10%. That's, that's what they made. <laughs> yeah, but what do, you, what do you create? What do you create? Create wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get yeah. it. What, what's the question? <laughs> uh, yeah, when it comes to my short-term trades, I'm not. I'm not paying any attention. It has nothing to do with that. I'm. I'm playing the game and and, and looking at yeah price and volume. <laughs> and and uh, well, it seems like a good question to ask our uh, listeners. Then, if anybody wants to write in and uh, uh, tell us what your thoughts on that are, uh, one of the reasons why I was bringing it up and why that story caught my eye is that I think a lot of people now these days are investing based on their ethics. If, uh, if that is the case with BP uh, trying to transition away and it being at such a low price compared to where it had been trading, you know, uh, you know about a year ago, uh, it may be primed for, you know, a good future if, if it's going to start seeing more of that interest from the younger generation. Yeah. Hey, another fun thing that just happened uh, this week. We just got on a stock list. Uh, was it Feedspot? Top 15 stock podcast to watch, to listen to? We did. Uh, number 14 on that list. Uh, man, that's really exciting for us. Uh, that's, I don't know what you, what do you call that? Instant gratification or maybe just validation <laughs> that we know we're not sucking at this. <laughs> <Are you> re- <laughs> and we're seeing our listener growth, our listener rates grow every week. Yeah. Um, we love you. Then to, to, to see that on top of it, man, it's just been awesome. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to everybody for yeah, for, thanks. That's, that's helped us get to where we're at. Thank you all for joining us in the China shop. We love you. We love you that you're showing up. And we love that people are noticing us and they're noticing how awesome the China shop is. So let's, uh, let's all pat ourselves on the back for a job. 14 out of 15. Well done. <laughs> 14th best. Woo! Yes. All right, oh, let's yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move on to stock. Just put those stock tickers on the list. Go through the charts so nothing gets missed. Today's trades they could all turn to gold. I'm playing stocks till I'm out of the hole. I did get out of the hole this week thanks to a good Friday. Yeah. Obviously, I because of my stupid options, which we'll talk about later. I wasn't putting enough time and attention into my stock portfolio because I was paying so much attention to options. Uh, I missed JKS making a jump. 
Uh, I saw it right where I wanted to move in on my buy point, but I thought I second guessed myself and thought, Dan, you're just emotionally attached. You just love JKS, Jinko Solar. You just love them because they had such great gains earlier this year. Uh, I didn't buy in, and they those those bastards moved from like 52 up to 62 this week, and and so I missed out on that. Uh, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't feel too bad about that. I think you made the right decision. I think you were actually emotionally invested in that. Really? Because yeah. they're, they're on my yeah. my they're yeah. on my list of stocks that bounce up and down, and they were at a down point, And I thought they're about to bounce up. But if you can't trust your decision making process, then I don't think you can put money on it. If you have a doubt like that, then I think you're better off looking for a better opportunity where you know you're not being influenced one way or another. If that doubt exists, then I think you made the right choice. Well, yeah, fair enough. Even fair if enough. it was, even if the results came out, it would have been. Yeah, you got to separate the results from the methodology, right? We say that, preach that all the time. Yeah, your method was correct. That's going to lead to better trades long term. Right, like for instance, while I was watching uh, JKS get ready to jump, uh, Virgin Galactic SPCE. I had bought back in when they dipped down after their uh, aborted rocket test, and they started to slip again. And I thought, nope, 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 nope. Moved out of them, moved into Neo, which was looking, which was looking decent. And they, they ended the week up a few percentage points. Uh, I lost money on Clean Spark. I moved out of them right before they jumped up. That was that was a bad call. I, I was holding them, thinking they were having earnings. They, their earnings got moved, and I thought, why am I going to sit on these shares until earnings in two weeks? Should have held them. Uh, and then I, of course, stubbornly held Platinum Metal Group's PLG. <laughs> it was my bet. I, I, I bought into them Friday aftermarket, knowing, like, I'm going to bet on this stock. And then <laughs> they just fell all week. And I was stubborn about it, too. I was like, no, they're going to rally, and I'm going to win this bet. And and I, I ended up moving out of them. I did the same thing with FedEx, but uh, <laughs> we'll cover that in options. <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, moving out of space and then uh, going into NEO. I did the opposite. I ended up selling my NEO at a loss <laughs> before it started running back up. <laughs> so that way I could buy more uh, Virgin Galactic oh, yeah. as it was bottoming out. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually okay with... Uh, buying more of that i still think long term that's going to be a great stock to own and i kept buying and buying as it kept going down and down um i think once that uh test flight gets rescheduled and actually goes off i think we're going to see a nice jump on that guy i i agree with you i was surprised to see it go as low as it did and it what exactly what you're describing uh uh it does make sense i didn't want to ride it to its lowest i i, I didn't want to tie up my money in virgin galactic you know that that cost averaging on a stock like that, where where you know that this negative news is is a one off, and they're gonna bounce back and and buying as they keep dipping. Uh, when they get back to where they were, you've made a ton of money. And that's what yeah, what you said with the dollar cost averaging is exactly what I was trying to do, but I ended up running out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I had too many other ones that I wanted to hold on to. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I was I was trying to buy it as it kept going down, so I keep bringing my dollar cost average down. Uh, dollar cost averaging is where you just keep buying it over time, and your yeah. purchase price basically averages out over that that time frame. So I the only reason I ended up the week positive 
I was 0.7% positive. Yay! Uh, I moved into JM, back into JMIA at the end of last week, I think. And mm-hmm. they, uh, they, they saw some great movements. And it was on, I, I don't even remember which guy put out the report. He put out a report that was basically, hey, this stock is super undervalued. And uh, uh, it's, it saw some good movement on that. And I, and I do want to take a moment to talk about the details of what his report was basically saying and why everybody realized that uh, uh, this stock is undervalued. As okay. the Amazon of Africa, they're growing. They are it. They have no big competitor that can displace them at the moment. They are the Amazon.com of Africa. If you look at the market saturation rates for for Jumia versus, say, something like Amazon or Alibaba, Mm -hmm. Amazon and Alibaba have grown to where they're they're present in in their marketplace. They're present in just about everybody's home. They're there, right? right? Everybody's got access. Everybody's using them. Jumia is at like 8 to 12% saturation. So they've got nothing but room to grow. As, as they uh, expand their business, the, the, the size of their operation in Africa has more space to grow in. Like, you know, and talk about mm-hmm. like the, a goldfish in a bowl. Like Amazon and Alibaba have been around long enough to, for that goldfish to grow as big as it can get in that bowl. And Jumia just got put in their bowl. So that goldfish has got plenty of room to grow. And uh, that's the gist of the report the guy put out. And it, it moved up, uh, I think it ended uh, 9% Friday. I, I, I ended up uh, uh, making, I think, uh, I think I'm up 13% buying it last uh, Friday. I feel like we talk about this stock every, every week, or at least for the last month. And every week I want to buy it. And every week I keep <laughs> not buying it. And I'm at a point now where I just don't know what to sell to buy it. Ah, uh, uh, oh, man, I really want to get in there. You... <laughs> I, I'm in the same belief that you are that that Africa's got some emerging markets and they're going to be like China was, you know, ten years ago. Oh, absolutely! And China's the one that's doing it. They're the ones building mm-hmm. the infrastructure of Africa. They're investing so hard. I, we, I know we've mentioned that before on this show, and and it's something to pay attention to in terms of the global markets and which companies are going to grow and where. Uh, it's good to be aware of all that stuff. And Africa's infrastructure uh, built by China. With China behind them, like we're 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 seeing we're gonna see some huge things. It's just gonna keep mm-hmm. keep going. That's that's about the end of my stock story. Um, so I, I, these are some trades that I made in my Roth account because uh, I ran out of money in my main trading account and I just funded <laughs> my Roth for the year because of Virgin Galactic. So I did end up I did end up buying uh, a bunch of FedEx uh, before the earnings came out, and then had to sell them at a loss the the day after earnings. Mm. Uh, that hurt, but I moved them right into Nike after that, and uh, that's looking like it was going to be a, a good bet. bet. Nike was jumping yes. up. I was afraid to buy options on Nike. I was seeing uh, some alerts coming out. There's a January fifteenth one that came out uh, uh, for uh, Nike, uh, hundred fifty dollars strike price. It was trading at under one forty at the time, and I just didn't see the earnings uh, causing that much of a jump. Uh, so I ended up going with stock on that. So yeah, I, I, I moved my, I made my bet there in my Roth account. That's not going to reflect on my trade log because that's retirement money. That's different, uh, a piece of the pie. But I was able to at least play it. Um, I have shares still in Nordstrom, and I've got shares in Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, after I exercised a set of options uh, on Friday. 
Um, I'm afraid to sell those. I really wanted to, to get more uh, Virgin Galactic, but I couldn't bring myself to sell those. I think once that stimulus deal goes in, those guys are going to jump. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. What else we got on here? Um, oh, I wanted to mention about uh, Costco. Uh, we had been bullish on that. They had their earnings last week. Um, we actually took them off our pick'em list uh, when the Friday edition came out yesterday. Uh, the main catalyst for that was one because it hadn't been moving like it had been before, uh, and then the second reason was because I saw that Warren Buffett had actually completely exited his stake in Costco. He completely closed out that position, and when Buffett does something like that, uh, I tend to take notice. Yeah, uh, yeah. he actually moved every he moved uh, almost a billion dollars into a stake in Kroger, so. We're going to probably be putting that on a watch list and keeping an eye on it and trying to figure out what he knows that we don't. Uh, and I feel like we should probably close this out with uh, some earnings. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, the, not very many earnings coming up. No, uh, it's getting to that barren stretch. But uh, there are a couple that, that caught my eye. Uh, first one is Leslie. Uh, they do the pool supplies, L-E-S-L. Uh, they report on the 21st. Uh, Cintas is the next one they report on the 22nd, and Paychecks on the 23rd. So, they caught my eyes because the, the pool chemicals, I think people that own pools are generally more well-off, for one. Uh, secondly, uh, you can't just stop putting chemicals in your pool. Uh, right, <laughs> right. You know, uh, th that goes downhill really quick, and you end up having to spend a lot more to get your pool back to where it is, uh, you know, usable, or, you know, not a giant cesspit. Yeah. Uh, Cintas, uh, all the steel mills that I've worked for in the past have all had their uniforms handled by that company. Uh, so I kind of see them as not necessarily being as affected uh, by the, the, the lockdowns and the, the slowdowns. Because uh, a lot of the steel companies, at least the ones that I keep track of and the one I'm in, are, you know, selling like crazy right now. Yeah. Um, they're not shutting down for, you know, this. They're they're considered essential businesses, so they're still getting their uniforms. They're still getting their uniforms washed, and Centos is handling the majority of that industry. Yeah, they they did the they did the uniforms for Coca Cola when I worked there. Oh, they did. Yeah, oh, yeah and Coca Cola's still working, right? Yep. I haven't seen anybody saying they're shutting down. Uh, Paychex is the last one. Uh, they do payroll for small uh, to medium-sized companies, and that's the one that I think is probably going to see the biggest, be the most affected by the, the COVID. Oh, they they're, they're going to be hurt. Yeah, there's a lot of small businesses that are hurt, and especially if the stimulus uh, keeps getting delayed too, that's uh, they're going to see their prospects drop pretty quick. But those are the three that caught my eye. There was, <laughs> I think, maybe like 50 in total to look through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot out there, but. We'll keep an eye on those and we'll report on them next week. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we ready to move on talk about some options. Cue the music. You've got to know when to hold them. Know when to sold them. Know when to walk away. Those calls are done. You never count your money. When you're holding on the contracts, there'll be time enough for counting. Woohoo! <laughs> As is tradition, I didn't uh, move, have a lot of options activity. Um, I did sell my bet on the market. Your double negative bet? 
my double negative bet. I, I sold out of it. And <laughs> even though the market was behaving as I wanted it to, we had two solid days, Wednesday and Thursday, the stimulus, they're like, it's happening. And oh man, the S&P was cooking, uh, moving up a, a half a percent Wednesday and like another half on Thursday. And, and, regardless, because the theta burn, because these options expired Friday, which apparently Friday was a quadruple witching day. I don't know what if you if you've heard that term. I did hear that. I don't know what that means. Uh, basically, it's it's when all of the the dates for like options and futures and everything oh, fall on the same okay. day. And so so everybody's got to make a make a decision and move on the uh, all their futures and options and whatnot. Okay. All right. So anyway, I was desperately trying to sell. Right. I didn't want to hit Friday. I, I don't want to exercise any of these puts. Uh, and the, and, and my, my puts were $6 puts. And the price of this damn thing, as it's going down, it's, it's like $6.09. Oh, so close. <laughs> uh, right, right. But if it hits Friday at, at six oh nine, it's worthless, right? So Thursday was, was the day I was like, okay, I'm going to sell out. And I wake up and they're, they're, at, they're at $0.06 cents a coupon. And my average price is 7 I've done this before. I put in a sell order at five cents because I'm like, I won't get what it's at. I'll, 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 I'll aim for the bid. But nobody's buying. Nobody's buying. And then all of a sudden it moves down to five. So I move, I move my ask down to four. And then it moves down to three. And, and, God damn. <laughs> and this is happening amidst the backdrop of the S&P actually going up and the price of this stock falling. Like, it was getting closer to six, right? But the theta mm-hmm. burn, because it's expiring the next day, is so high that the value of this coupon is dropping so fast. Oh, But, thankfully, I did manage to move out at, uh, I, I said, fuck it. I moved it down to two cents a coupon because I thought, something is better than nothing. Sold it. And as we saw on Friday when the market went down, those $6 puts on Friday that uh, the price of that that security, that negative inverse bear fund, uh, was was back at like six fifteen, six six sixteen. So the fact that I got two cents a coupon was amazing because they because they ended up being worthless. <laughs> oh, I wish I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reevaluating whether or not I want to do options on the market itself. It's it's right. a trick. It's a really tricky thing. I have not figured out a good way to do it. It's just because the market does a lot of sideways movement. And you got to pay a lot of premium for a really short period of time. I mean, you're talking about weeklies uh, as long term with those when I was trading them. Um, yeah. I like being able to buy a couple months of a stock to, to give it time to make those moves. Whatever I'm doing, it's wrong. The, uh, yeah. And the only other thing is I've got my long term options on MJ, that marijuana ETF. Uh, though the ETF has seen some sideways movement, uh, the options itself, they have not really moved. Uh, I mean, they've moved a little up and then they'll move a little down. They've, they've, they've been pretty sideways too. I haven't, I haven't lost or gained anything on those. Uh, I did cost average and buy some more when it, when, it, when it dipped a little bit. But because I have that time and, and I am confident that the pot's going to move up. So, so I'll be keeping an eye on those. And that's all I really did for options. Uh, Kyle, what did you have ha- happening? 
Uh, well, let's see. Friday, I had to make some decisions on uh, some stuff I had expiring. I really fucked up. And remember, we were talking about being emotionally invested in the stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's how uh, Virgin Galactic was for me. I, I bought into some more <laughs> of the uh, the Friday expiration twenty eight dollar calls that I was holding already, and most of that I think was still being angry and not selling those when they were worth eight dollars a share or contract uh, last week or the mm-hmm. week before last, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing them worth like you know under two, and I was like, well, it's bouncing. I'll go ahead and buy them now at a dollar thirty. Oh, and I can you know double that, and no, they never. They all of those contracts expired worthless. I had sold, uh, you know, twenty five percent of them off uh, the week before, just to try to make it to where I wouldn't lose money on that. But because I bought more of them, oh shit, uh, I did lose money on those. <laughs> I also bought uh, April sixteen thirty dollar calls at about five dollars a contract. Uh, and those are not worth that much anymore. Although I feel a little bit better about those prospects, um, I think once the new test flight uh, gets scheduled, and as long as it, it actually you know happens, I think that uh, should be able to to gain in value. That one's not because it's so far out; uh, hasn't really been too affected. It hasn't changed all that much. I think it was worth about four fifty last I looked, between four and four fifty. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, other decision I had to make, I exercised the last of my uh, Bed Bath & Beyond calls, a $50 strike. I really like Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, I think that once the stimulus deal finally does get nailed down, they're going to be a big beneficiary of that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why I ended up exercising those, and I didn't want to sell them out to buy more space. Uh, I also ended up buying uh, <laughs> January 15, $20 calls uh, because... Bed Bath & Beyond is going to be reporting uh, earnings on the 7th uh, or thereabouts. And I really wanted to get exposure to that earnings call. Uh, last time when they reported earnings, uh, they had shifted everything. They shifted so much of their business so well to the digital side that uh, yep. they just smashed it. Yep. Um, and they've been kind of taking a beating. They're trading at just under or close to 19. Uh, they had peaked at over 26 at one point in the last three months. So I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be trading around there. With the combination of the stimulus and then that January 7th earnings call, I mean, I think that the stock has a lot of room to grow. Uh, the last one I had to deal with was my Sonos calls. I ended up selling out 80% of those. was really pissed initially. I mean, I sold out the majority of them at $4 a contract. I bought them at $133 a contract. But like within an hour after selling them, they ended up spiking in price. I don't know oh. what the fuck happened oh. and why, but because I still held some of them, I was able to take advantage of some of those higher prices. So I sold another contract at $5 and then I exercised the, the last of them and uh, they're trading about 24 That was a 17 and a half uh, strike price. And I think they will probably benefit if the stimulus deal gets uh, nailed down on Sunday. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I really want to get more uh, Virgin Galactic while it's trading, you know, close to 24 but you know what do i sell <laughs> yeah i've got amd that's finally taken off i've got all these other ones that are going to be so clo- uh, closely tied to this stimulus that uh, i just can't i can't pick one to get rid of that virgin galactic will be the death of you uh yeah yeah we'll talk about that here in the next segment oh yeah yeah you know what segment that is well that segment. <laughs> Ooh. All right, Dan, you want to lead us off with some good? The good for me, um, and I have to, I'll have to actually 
look, what was it? The good for me was definitely Jumia, J-M-I-A, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit was also my good uh, two weeks ago. Um, so I, I, I really like this company. <laughs> they've been on my good, they've been my good uh, two out of the last three weeks. I can't speak highly enough. Damn, why don't I own them? I don't know. You, 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 you're buying stocks that are going down, Virgin Galactic. I don't know why. I buy the stocks that are going up. That's just my philosophy. Every time I buy your stocks, they go down. <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I buy them when they go down, too. A lot of times, they, they'll bounce right back up. I like to spot a good bounce. I'm just teasing Kyle. Uh, but, yeah, that's yeah. my good again. Uh, J-M-I-A, Jumia. Uh, they, they're, they're awesome. I'm loving it. Uh, uh, for my good, I didn't have a whole lot to choose from, so I had to choose my, uh, Sonos options selling plan, um, because I didn't sell everything all at the same price, I was able to at least take advantage of the rise, uh, throughout the rest of the week. That's not a great good, but, I mean, that's the best I got. <laughs> right? That plan that you were trying to follow with Virgin Galactic options, uh, worked out really well for Sono. I think it's awesome how much, uh, success you saw with those Sonos calls. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're still going up, too. I mean, after even Friday after close, they were trading even above the, the all-time high they just closed at. God, why don't I have Sonos stock anymore? You should. I made some money on them, but yeah, I, sh- I should move back into them. Uh, what's your bad? My bad? Uh, honestly, yeah. and, I, and I know you disagree with this, but I consider my bad move was not buying JKS. I know you... you I definitely disagree with that. I, yeah. I know you wholeheartedly disagree. But the reason I consider it a bad is it's on my list of stocks that behave exactly as it kept behaving. So I let my heart get in the way of my head because my head told me that's what it was going to do. It was on that list for that very reason. I knew that this stock has been high volatility. It's been going down, up, down, up, down, up. Your, Your head is what told you to stay out of it and take a break. No, my head told me to do it. My heart told me not to. My heart said, no, you just want to do this because I like the stock. No, no, I'm telling you, the logical side of you is the one that told you to say, hey, you know, maybe I'm tied into this one a little too much. Maybe I should take a break on it. Maybe I'm not thinking clearly. No, that's just you and my I... head getting in the way of my beautiful <laughs> trades. Everything I would do would be perfect if it weren't for you, Kyle. <laughs> what was your All bet? Right. I gotta go. I have to go with my bet. My bet was You're... my bet. Yeah. I picked FedEx. I should have went with Activision. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny because my bet is my ugly. <laughs> Fair enough. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. FedEx did not move. And, and it's weird. And this is why, to me, earnings calls are uh, like sit, standing at the craps table rolling that dice. FedEx had a great earnings call, <laughs> but not great enough. Well, that's why you got to look at how much people are expecting. Um, that's where sometimes looking at the options can really help you too. If you start seeing what like movement people are pricing in there, like man, if people are pricing a ten percent jump and they're really expecting something big, and I don't know, you can still have a good earnings call, but not as good as people think it should be, and they get upset about that too. Well, I'm 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 starting to wonder if the 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 best strategy for earnings is to look at like. Oh, yeah, not, not the earnings for next week, but what are the earnings two weeks out? And then, and then move into all of those and ride them up on the anticipation of a good earnings call. <laughs> and then just sell them before the call. 
That's what I was trying to do with FedEx, but it went down before the earnings until like the day of, and then it finally started to jump right before they released it. Just before, yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah, I, I didn't, I shouldn't have done it a week out, or two weeks out, I should have done it like a day out, I think I would have got the best results. But it's right. different every time, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's different every time. My ugly has got to be my space trading. Uh, I got greedy, and I didn't sell them when they were worth eight, so then that got inside my head. Mm. And I ended up holding them until they were basically worthless. And yeah. I also doubled into it, not just holding until they're worthless, I, which Reading. I could have lived with after selling out to, you know, equalize that position or basically make them free money. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't have lost anything. But no, I, I pushed more money into the table uh, and tried to double up on it, thinking like, ah, it's bouncing now. Uh, no, it's not. And then I kept holding it and holding it and holding it. I had a chance to sell it on Monday at a profit. And I still didn't. Still didn't. Ooh. So, yeah. Emotional investing is bad. Don't do it. That's why I disagree with your bad. It sounds like you did the same thing with Virgin Galactic as I did with my bet on the market. Like, no matter, yeah. no matter, yeah, no matter how low it went, I kept leaning in further like, yep, any, any day now, this will pop up <laughs> and I'll be proven a genius. <laughs> well, that's why I was... The, what really hurts me is that I bought the, instead of buying into the, like, the April 16th calls and buying myself some time, I was playing with the ones that expire in a week, and I really don't like doing that anyway. I, I want more time in order to have more, more time to read and be able to react and have you know, some more of that theta to be able to sell it off and not lose as much. Yeah. I don't yeah. like having options or buying and trading options with just a week to go, you know? I too am am finding that the the options trades that I'm most successful with are the ones that I give time to move how I feel like the the, the security is going to move. Right. Should we close this out with a bet? A uh, bet. Whoa. Have you have you figured out which one you're going to bet on? I have. Uh, what is it? Because I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am going to make a bet on a stock that's been on our pick'em list for a while. Uh, it is uh, Stoneco LTD. I'm going to bet on STNE. I had a feeling that was going to be your bet. Yeah? I was When I was doing the, uh, the pick'em update, I saw how much they had uh, jumped uh, last week. Yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that was going to be it. And I had a good reason, but uh, I closed that webpage. <laughs> okay, yeah. So so they're they're just rising on uh uh stimulus stuff. Right? So mm-hmm. we're about we're about to close in on the stimulus and I feel like that's going to push them even even further. They've been on our pick'em list. I don't even remember how long ago we put them on there. Uh but they've that's been been about 3 or 4 weeks. They, yeah, they've been pretty steady. They had an incredible November. And that's that's when that's when they they caught my eye. Uh, sometime in November, what was it? Right, right around seventy. We got them on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now now they've broken up over uh, eighty. They're at like eighty four twenty nine. Uh, yeah, I just think uh, they're one of those tech companies. I mean, they're large cap growth. I know they're Brazilian, but. Uh, I, I don't see any reason why they're not going to keep growing through this next week. All right. I like between, it. I, I'll, say, I'll just say uh, I had to choose between them and Blink Charging. Uh, and, okay. And the only reason I chose them over 
Blink charging was, uh, I feel like Blink charging was trading on news. Uh, uh, they had some good news that they, they have some new charging stations. You know, they do elect, like electric, yeah. electric vehicle charging. Um, and I feel like they're not going to move as big on the stimulus stuff coming Monday and Tuesday. So uh, I'm betting on, on Stone. But I could, I could be wrong. They could both go down. I don't know. I've lost every... I've gone down every week this, this <laughs> December. I don't listen to my week. bets. No, 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 no. Just every week, gone, December. You haven't beat me yet a week. Kyle, every stock I've picked for December has lost me money. Oh, that, yes. On the that bets. is true. On the bets. That is very true. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Which one are you betting on? Oh, damn it. Now I'm second-guessing myself. I'm trying to choose between Bed Bath & Beyond or Activision. And uh, here's where my problem is. If I pick Bed Bath & Beyond, I'm going to be picking it probably three weeks in a row because I want to hold it through the earnings call on January 7th. And I want to get it now because I feel like it's at the right price to get it. And I think that it's going to benefit from any stimulus deal that gets announced. But I also don't want to be that guy that holds the same stock three weeks in a row and says, hey, <laughs> beat this asshole. Oh, <laughs> well, my concern is, <laughs> is we start the bet over with the fresh 500 in, in, in the beginning of January. Right. So it would be, uh, have to buy it on Monday anyway. You, you won't be able to roll it over if you start now. Oh, uh, that seems fair. I think I still might do it, though. All right. Yeah, huh? I think. Uh, All right. If it's money, if I'm going to be putting real money on this, then I think Bed Bath & Beyond is my bet. Uh, if, if you're, if you're r- willing to say that Activision is done, you're going to pass on them again. I mean, by all means, bet on Bed Bath and Beyond. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I am. I think they're going to benefit more from that. I'm just winding you up for next week. No, that's fair. Uh, I, I may end up looking at Activision when their earnings are uh, getting ready to report, or maybe a week or two out from there. But I think I got a little bit of time to to pick them uh, in the future. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. Bed Bath and Beyond. Lock it in. Lock it in. Final answer. And we'll be able to repeat this audio for the next two or three segments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to cut and paste. All right, so that, uh, that wraps up another fine quality show. Uh, as always, we'd like to thank you for listening, coming to the China Shop. Everybody's always welcome here. Uh, we want to give another shout-out to Sue Pullen at Fairway MC. And uh, uh, that email address again, if you want to get in touch with her, you need anything mortgage related, spullen at fairwaymc.com. That's S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Tell her two bulls sent you. Get the best rates you can. Uh, As always, uh, if you like our show, let us know. Like, subscribe. Uh, Email us directly at two bulls at financialineptitude.com. Rate us. Please rate us. You can you can always uh, call and leave us a message at seven two five twenty two bulls. Reach out. We love you, and as always, happy trading. Thank you, guys. in a china shop is an entertainment program and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company they are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product it is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading if you make trades based on what you hear in this show you assume all risks for those trades
Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.